what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Donald Trump just came back into the United States today, doing what he can to try to bring peace to that part of the world. Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 3, For when they shall say peace and safety, sudden destruction cometh upon them. Neighbor and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to Mark chapter 13. Mark chapter 13. Move down, if you will, to verse 28. Mark chapter 13. Beginning with verse 28, and Jesus said, Now learn a parable of the fig tree, when her branch is yet tender, and putteth forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So ye, in like manner, when ye shall see these things come to pass, know that it is nigh, even at the doors." Verily I say unto you that this generation shall not pass till all these things be done. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, watch and pray. For you know not when the time is. And I just want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching just a few minutes. God's prophetic time clock. God's prophetic time clock. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this honor and this privilege of being able to stand before this group of people today and to minister your word. I thank you for every man, woman, boy, and girl that's under the sound of my voice right now. Lord, I pray for the moving of your spirit. Lord, help me to rightly divide this word of truth. Anoint me today. Form every word in my mouth. Bring back to my memory that which has been studied and prepared. Lord, help me to present it in such a fashion, Lord, that the least among us might be able to hear and to receive of your word. Lord, I pray today that we'll all be drawn closer to you in some way. And we are careful to give you praise and glory for all that you have done. And Lord, for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. Where are we on God's prophetic time clock? Jesus said, No man knows the day nor the hour. However, he did say that we could know that the time is near. So how close are we? Where are we on God's 
prophetic time clock. I want to take you back nearly 2,000 years ago to begin with when the chief priests and the rulers of the synagogue took Jesus and stood him before Pontius Pilate. And after Pontius Pilate had interrogated Jesus for some time, he came back to the rulers of the synagogue and said, I find no fault with this man. You have a custom in which during the Passover, I release a prisoner unto you. I can release unto you Jesus or Barabbas. Barabbas was a robber, a murderer. And the rulers of the synagogue stirred up the people and had them to say, Release Barabbas unto us. And Pilate said, Well, what shall I do with Jesus? And they said, Let him be crucified. Why? What evil has he done? And they cried even more, let him be crucified. And Pilate said, shall I crucify your king? And they said, we have no king but Caesar. And Pilate took a basin, washed his hands in front of the people and said, I'm innocent of this man's blood. And the people said that day, let his blood be upon us and upon our children. Forty years later, 70 A.D., Titus took a troop of soldiers, some 30,000, marched into Jerusalem and slaughtered 600,000 people. Destroyed the city. Fire broke out and the temple caught fire. Herod's temple, one of the most magnificent structures in the world of that day. The fire was so hot that the gold inside the temple melted and run down into the cracks and the crevices of the temple. And those soldiers pulled those stones apart one by one trying to get to the gold that had run down in there fulfilling what Jesus said Jesus said not one stone will be left upon another 600,000 people died there wasn't enough room left to crucify people Many were hauled off to the gladiatorial arenas and torn apart by wild animals. Some were carried off into the desert and left there to literally starve to death. Others were scattered across the Roman Empire. Many were used as slaves to work in the Roman mines. Caesar has proven to be a hard taskmaster. The spirit of Barabbas has plagued the Jewish people from then until now. 
Hitler in World War II killed over six million Jews in the Holocaust. Men, women, and children sent to their deaths in Auschwitz, Buchenwald, and Treblinka. Six million of them murdered in those gas ovens. Despite all of that, the UN voted on May the 14th, 1948 to recognize Israel as a state. And on May the 14th, 1948, a flag with the Star of David flew over Israel. When her branch was yet tender, Jesus said, learn the parable of the fig tree. The fig tree represents national Israel. When her branch is yet tender and shooteth forth leaves. Those leaves shot forth on May the 14th, 1948. And Jesus said, know that summer is near. That part of the world has been the bone of contention from then until now. A hotbed, a powder keg about to explode over the Middle East. Little tiny Israel situated there in the midst of a sea of Muslims who have vowed her destruction time and time again. Iran vowing her destruction not too long ago, they found that some of the weapons that Iran is currently using came from North Korea. And we know the news now of North Korea with their ballistic missile test trying to get a nuclear warhead strapped to the end of one of those missiles. And the threat that is there now. Donald Trump just came back into the United States today. From being over there in the Middle East. Doing what he can to try to bring peace to that part of the world. I wish him the best. We should pray for our president. But I've got news for you ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump will not bring peace to the Middle East. There will be no peace until Jesus Christ comes back to this world and sets His feet upon the Mount of Olivet. The watchword of the day is peace and safety. Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 3, for when they shall say peace and safety, sudden destruction cometh upon them. Jesus said, when you see these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. 
He went on to say, Mark 13 and verse 30. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. What did he mean by that? He's speaking of the generation that was born in 1948. This generation, he said, will not pass away until all these things be fulfilled. Where are we on God's prophetic time clock? The average lifespan of a generation is 80 years. From 1948, add 80 to it. You come up with the year 2028. The Bible speaks of a seven-year tribulation period. Subtract seven years from that. You come up with the year 20. 21. Brother James, what are you saying? Are you saying Jesus is going to come back in 2021? No, I'm not telling you that. We're not promised tomorrow. Jesus could come back and call any one of us to go home. Are you ready? Behold, now is the time. Today is today salvation and the church needs to be busy about the father's business our efforts should be to get the gospel out to save as many souls as we can we have but a short time to do what we're going to do we're living in the last of the last days if the calendars are correct, the church age is somewhere around 1,985 years old. Every 2,000 years, something biblically significant happens. 2,000 years after Adam and Eve, God gave to Abraham the doctrine of justification by faith. 2,000 years later, Jesus Christ was born. Church, we're closely approaching another 2,000-year earmark. Could it be the rapture of the church? Could it be the second coming of Christ? Two different events altogether. At the rapture of the church, Jesus will come back within 10,000 feet of this planet. He will not touch the earth at that time. And the dead in Christ, everyone who has ever accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior, Old Testament saints, who had their faith 
in the one who was to come, all of the Old Testament saints who have ever died, who look forward to the Redeemer to come. And they died in the faith. No matter where they're at, no matter that they are just dust, that body is going to come forth. Somebody asked me, Brother James, when the resurrection rapture takes place, will the graves burst open and it be a visual thing for all to see? There's really no need for the graves to burst open. Just like when Jesus was raised from the dead, there was no need for the stone to be rolled away because when the stone was rolled away, Jesus wasn't there. But the stone was rolled away to show the world that Christ was already risen. Jesus had a glorified body. He could walk through walls. He could appear and disappear. When the resurrection rapture takes place, we're going to receive a new body, a glorified body, changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Corruption's going to put on incorruption. Mortality is going to put on immortality. I don't know if the graves were burst open or not. But I tell you one thing that's going to get the attention of the world is when millions of people that are alive and remain at that time are caught up to meet the Lord in the air. See, a lot of people, they get confused. They say, preacher, we don't believe in all that rapture stuff. But do you believe in the resurrection? Yeah, I believe in the resurrection. Resurrection, rapture, the same thing. The dead in Christ will rise first. There's your resurrection. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. There's your rapture. Caught up. Enraptured. The Greek word simply means to snatch out quickly. It's all going to happen in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, in a split second. This event will take place. The resurrection rapture in a moment. And I don't know whether those graves are going to bust open or not. But the disappearance of multiplied millions of people all around this world is going to capture the attention of the world like nothing else. And church... We are right there at the door. Know that the time is near. And Jesus said, when you see these things, know that it is near even at the door. He said, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Pray that you be accounted worthy to escape 
these things. What things? All the things that he talked about there in Matthew chapter 24. Jesus talked about a time of tribulation, such tribulation as the world has never seen before in all of its history. The great tribulation period. The book of Revelation spells it out. Given to John on the Isle of Patmos. John, 90 years of age, incarcerated on that island of Patmos. Making little rocks out of big rocks. Toting them from here to there. He was going through a personal time of tribulation in his own life. And yet, he said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. That ought to tell you something, church. You don't have to be in this building to worship God. You can be on the job. Brother, you can crawl up under a house and spray for bugs and worship God. Truck driver, you can ride down the road and you can praise and worship God. Farmer, you can drive that tractor and be praising and worshiping God. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. He said, I heard a voice behind me as a voice, the sound of a trumpet talking with me. He turned to see that voice. And it was the Lord Jesus Christ. He had a vision of Christ standing in the midst of seven golden candlesticks. The Lord gave him the interpretation of all of that. But in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 19, Jesus gave us the key to understanding the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 1 verse 19, he told John, write the things which you have seen. Pertaining to the vision, Revelation chapter 1. Then he said, write the things which are. Revelation chapters 2 and 3, dealing with the churches, dealing with the church age. And then he said, I want you to write the things which shall be hereafter. Revelation chapter 4, right on out to the conclusion of the book of Revelation. We are now living in this period of time known as the church age. In Revelation chapters 2 and 3, Jesus called out by name seven different churches and addressed situations and things that were going on in those churches, situations and problems and things that are still going on in churches today. But today, as we look back over church history, we can see a striking resemblance 
of how this church pertained to this particular period of time and this particular church pertains to this particular time in church history, so on and so forth, until he got to the last church, the church at Laodicea. And we are living in the Laodicean church age. And he told that church, he said, you are lukewarm. I wish you were cold or hot, but because you are lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. Which means you are not going in the rapture. Where are we on God's prophetic time clock? We're even at the doors. Now is the time for the church to watch and pray like never before. Now is the time for the church to take the gospel forth to this lost and dying world like we've never done before. Now is not the time to be asleep. Now is not the time to be backsliding. Are you listening to me? Jesus said, when you see these things, know that it is near. Watch and pray that you be accounted worthy to escape these things. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.